Another big thawing weekend in the books for Penn State. A coaching vacancy reportedly has been filled, and the struggles on the basketball court continue for the Nittany Lions. We'll take a look at all that and more in today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good day to all of you guys checking in on today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I am Kevin McGuire, host here of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Monday, February 22nd, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. So we've got a few things to get into in today's episode. Before we do that, I want to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss a single episode on whatever podcasting platform you may be preferring these days, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're on radio.com, we're on Amazon Music, you name it, we're on it. Make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. That'll really help us out as we continue to try and grow this show. Moving forward, uh, a lot of good things happening here in 2021. I'm very excited about some of the directions that we're heading, uh, not just with this podcast, but across the podcast network. So uh, in addition to Locked On Nittany Lions, if you want to find a podcast covering all of your favorite teams, the Locked On Podcast Network very likely has you covered. So make sure you check them all out. Uh, NBA, NHL, uh, of course, Major League Baseball getting kicked up with the spring training and everything. So uh, lots of time, lots of good times to get into uh, your favorite podcast across the network right now. So subscribe, rate, and review, and don't forget to uh, follow us on all of our social media platforms as well. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the username of Locked On Nittany. And speaking of which, tomorrow is our Twitter Tuesday episode of the podcast, so make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany and send in your questions all day today. And anything that's in there by the middle of this afternoon or maybe early this evening will be guaranteed to be answered in tomorrow's episode. Of course, we're going to start off today's episode by congratulating everybody within the Penn State community once again for their efforts during THON. Uh, Of course, this is another year where THON had to go virtual for many reasons, of course, Uh, but it did not uh, slow down the production of just what this this thing is all about. And they raised another $10 million, a little over $10,600,000 was raised this year. Uh, to fight uh, pediatric cancer, of course. Uh, This is just one of the most incredible things I think that Penn State does uh, on a regular basis. And you look at how much they have raised over the years, it is just phenomenal. Now, they didn't raise as much as last year, but guess what? When you're raising money for pediatric cancer, it doesn't really matter (laughs) what total you're talking about because every dollar counts. And uh, Penn State has been bringing in a a good amount of dollars (laughs) over the years, to put it uh, simply. Uh, So uh, $10 million. $638,078.62 is the official total for THON 2021. Uh, That's a little less than what they brought in last year. They had 11,696,000 and change in 2020. Uh, But you're talking about an average right around where Penn State has been expected to be (laughs) the last few years. Uh, 2017, 2018, 2019, they all brought in $10 million. Uh, it's just phenomenal. And of course, this goes back years and years. It just continues to be uh, one of the, the things that the Penn State community certainly looks to the most with the most excitement and really takes the most pride in because uh, I didn't go to Penn State, but I certainly know people that did. And I certainly am connected to many people that had gone through the experience and you know they, they take this very seriously. This is something that uh, is just a, a badge of honor for the kind of accomplishment that this community does uh, 
take very much pride in and, and for good reason <laughs> like i said any dollar you raise to fight pediatric cancer uh is, is worth the effort and thon certainly takes one weekend every year and really drives in uh the, the donations for that and it's really cool to see uh from an outsider point of view uh, just looking in uh again this is just a a phenomenal effort i'm just continuing to be amazed by this on a regular basis every year uh really doesn't look like it slows down any year uh, even in a pandemic so kudos to everybody involved you did a fantastic job there was some penn state football news coming out over the weekend and we'll probably get some more of that as this week gets started but penn state does apparently have a vacancy filled on its coaching staff for James Franklin, with uh, Purdue co-defensive coordinator Anthony Poindexter reportedly being added to the Penn State staff to fill a coaching vacancy on the staff. From what I saw, this is first reported by Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports, saying that sources have indicated to him that Purdue co-defensive coordinator Anthony Poindexter is expected to leave for the open defensive assistant position at Penn State. Of course, that is the safety coaching position that was recently made of. Uh, um, vacant last week when Tim Banks left to become the defensive coordinator at Tennessee. There's been nothing officially announced as of the time I'm recording this very early Monday morning uh, by Penn State, but it is fully expected that uh, Poindexter will be taking over the position of safeties coach because that is the one vacancy on the staff and it's the one responsibility that's not currently assigned to anybody on the defensive staffing um, or the defensive staff for Penn State. There could still be some shuffling of defensive assignments on the staff. That's not totally uncommon, but I think uh, given the, the position where, of the timing of this decision that's being made, the coaching change that's being made, it, it would make sense that Poindexter will become the next safeties coach at Penn State. And while he have some other responsibilities, maybe it uh, still remains to be seen. I mean, he has been a defensive coordinator in the past with UConn. He has had a good amount of experience uh, coaching the safeties position, uh, both at Virginia and, of course, at Purdue. And of course, he has had the title of co-defense coordinator at Purdue. So again, not really sure if he will have that same kind of uh, increased responsibility when he comes into the Penn State staff, but certainly seems like a good fit to take over the position of safety coach at Penn State. Well, of course, once this uh, hiring is made official, we'll dive into it a little bit deeper. Maybe we can reach out to somebody that has a little bit more background on Poindexter's uh, work at Purdue, maybe at Virginia, but it does look as though for right now, Penn State has a complete staff right now. Of course, as I alluded to last week, still remains to be seen if maybe Tim Banks uh, will take any assistance or analysts with him from the Penn State staff as he gets started with Tennessee. But for right now, it looks like Penn State staff is rounded out. That can always change on a day-to-day -day basis, especially with assistant coaches. But for now, that's where we are. All right, college football is obviously in the rearview mirror. It's going to be a while before we get back into the game, but there's some spring football going on right now. And of course, there's still NBA and NHL action keeping you busy as far as sports wagering is concerned. And if you're looking for a place to place your next bets, Bet Online has got to be the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline.ag, they've got you covered for all the NBA, all the college basketball, all the NHL. Heck, you can even bet on award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props for just about anything you can possibly imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's totally free to sign up. All you have to do is go to their website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device. Sign up today. Get a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit 
if you use the promo code locked on and you're not going to get this deal on any other sports gambling website out there right now because a lot of times those promo deals are going to be capped at a certain amount not on betonline.ag there is no limit to what that 50 percent deposit bonus is going to be when you use the promo code locked on so no matter what you put into your first deposit they're going to give you 50 percent of that no holds barred as long as you use the promo code locked on so head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive 50% of welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Penn State Nittany Lions, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Nittany Lines. Leave those ratings, leave those reviews. Help us out as we continue to move forward and building something great for you guys to come back to. And of course, checking out Locked On Today is a great compliment to your subscription to Locked On Nittany Lines. As you know, we typically like to focus more on Penn State football because that's a little bit more in my uh, forte when it comes to talking about Penn State sports. But of course, it's been a tough going for the Penn State men's basketball team this season. And this looks, is looking like another year where they're going to miss out on the NCAA tournament. They came so close last year. I guarantee you they were going to be in the NCAA tournament last year before things all got shut down. Uh, this year has been a little bit tougher going because this is a program that had a head coaching change thrown on them. Obviously, uh, Lamar Stevens no longer on the court as well for Penn State. It's a different team, different identity, and it looks like a program that is once again in search of some kind of identity, maybe looking to make a transition, uh, ready to start a new era under a new head coach. I don't know what to say when it comes to Penn State men's basketball that I haven't said before. It's a program that I think is very uh, underperforming for where it should be given the resources that are available to Penn State basketball. But I think Ben Jones of statecollege.com put out a tweet that perfectly summarizes what Penn State basketball is all about. Here's the tweet that he says, Penn State is such an odd team because it is simultaneously not very good, but also regularly almost beating very good teams in otherwise normal and competitive games. And I could not uh, agree with that statement anymore. Now, of course, Penn State uh, is coming off a, another tough week that has probably sealed their fate as far as the NCAA tournament is concerned, unless they happen to go on a miracle run, win the Big Ten tournament coming up. But it's looking like Penn State men's basketball, once again, going to be sitting outside of uh, the NCAA tournament when this time comes around this year. Uh, Penn State had a win, had a lead at Iowa, a very good Iowa team, by the way, on the road over the weekend on Sunday. Uh, but ends up losing 74 to 68. They led 41 to 36 at halftime. The loss drops them to 7 and 12 overall. There's only four games remaining, so they're guaranteed to have a losing regular season. Uh, they've got a, one more game this week on the road at Nebraska on Tuesday night. They're going to be home for a game against Purdue on Friday. They get Minnesota at home next week, and then they're going to round out the season on the road with a game against Maryland next week. So, again, you're looking at a losing regular season. You're going to be going into the Big Ten tournament with one of the lowest seeds in the conference. doesn't mean that you can't make, go on a little bit of a run because they are competitive. That's the weird thing about them. They just don't know how to win a lot of these games. They, they beat Wisconsin earlier this year. That was great. They lost the rematch. Uh, they have been competitive with Ohio State. They go 0-2 against the Buckeyes. Uh, again, this weekend against Iowa, another competitive effort. Uh, you see some of the, the promise for where Penn State can be as a program 
where they are a thorn to some teams. But again, there's just something about Penn State basketball that will continue to frustrate a lot of fans that I think want to see this team accomplish so much more. And again, I say that Penn State has resources. Maybe they don't have the basketball resources that some other programs do, but there's certainly enough resources as far as finances are concerned to make Penn State basketball more meaningful. The problem, once again, is how do you create an identity of Penn State men's basketball being a winning tradition program? It does not happen overnight. And it doesn't happen with one single coaching hire. And of course, make no mistake about it, Penn State is in a search for a new men's basketball head coach. There's no question about that as far as I'm concerned. And they need to go out and make a good hire. I don't know who that hire is. I don't know who accepts this job. It's not a great job compared to a lot of power conferences uh, that have vacancies out there. So Penn State men's basketball, you know, they don't have the tradition. They really don't have the basketball arena to really showcase what this program can potentially be. And that's a shame because the Bryce Jordan Center was made not just for concerts and wrestling or, or, or whatever, but I feel like the, uh, the the vision for the Bryce Jordan Center and the basketball program hasn't exactly been fulfilled. <laughs> so I, I don't know what you do. Uh, I feel like I've said this so many times over the years when it comes to men's basketball at Penn State. It's never going to be a big thing unless you have the right head coaching hire that's in place to build something really from the ground up. And I, I don't know, again, where exactly you go here. Uh, I think you had something going until it got derailed. <laughs> and now you're back to square one. And it's a, it's a beginning point that Penn State men's basketball has been in many, many times. I was starting to do some work on a project that's uh, upcoming here. I'm taking a look at uh, Penn State men's basketball tournament history. And it really kind of struck me just how few times Penn State men's basketball has been to the NCAA tournament. And to me, it's really inexcusable. I mean, you're talking about a very small handful of times just since they joined the Big Ten. It's been 10 years since the last tournament appearance. It was 10 years before that. They've been there in 2001. They've been there in 2011. They're not going this year. So exactly what is Penn State men's basketball? What can it become? What is the ceiling? I would love to hear from what you guys have to say, because I, I know there are some Penn State fans out there that want a whole lot more out of this basketball program. And to be honest, you deserve much more out of this basketball program, as far as I'm concerned. So for you Penn State men's basketball fans, what is it that you want to see from Penn State moving forward as a basketball program? Can it be a team that consistently makes the, the NCAA tournament far more often than once every decade? I think that is by far the easiest bar to clear, uh, I think, moving forward. And anything less should be unacceptable. So let me know what you think about the direction of Penn State men's basketball. We'll get some of your comments. We'll get you some of your suggestions coming up in an, a future episode this week, as long as you guys have some feedback. Because I know you guys are hungry for a win. You guys are so starving for winning basketball. Well, you know what? I can't help you with that. But I can help you with your appetite and maybe with your diet. And that is with Built Bars. They are the best protein bars on the market. They taste just like chocolate bars. And they're even more deliciouser than they've ever been before. Because they have a variety of flavors to choose from. Not only do they have their original flavors that you can always rely on. Like peanut butter brownie and mint brownie. Salted caramel or just plain old peanut butter, but they also have some of their newer additions like cookies and cream, caramel brownie. They must love these brownie flavors, uh, and I know I do too, but I'm also a big fan of the lemon almond cheesecake, which is one of their newer flavors as well. 
Built Bars, they're great for health conscious people. They look great for anyone looking to lose or maintain weight. If you're on a keto diet, you can add this right in there as well. You're not going to skip a beat. Check out the flavor profile for their peanut butter. It's one of their classic ones. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. I don't go a work day without. It really helps me get through my mid-morning uh, drought and gets me to lunch. And of course, they're going to make you feel good after a workout, just getting through your afternoon, getting you home from the day at work if that is the case for you as well. So go to BuiltBar.com, check out all the things they have available for you. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. And while supplies last, they'll even throw in a free cooler with your purchase. So throw in those Built Bars that you get at a discount using the promo code LOCKEDON. Throw them in your fridge and then throw in a cooler. When you go to your gym, when you go to work the next day, you have a nice, cool, refreshing treat get you through the day. One more time, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Before we close up our first episode of this week, I wanted to just kind of touch on a couple stories from around the Big Ten and around the nation that I'm keeping an eye on because I feel like they're some relevance to what we have going forward with Penn State. And let's stick in the Big Ten just to see where things are as far as other Big Ten teams are concerned. Two notes that uh, popped out to me over recent days. Uh, first of all, let's look forward to the start of the college football season when Penn State is going to uh, open up the season on the road against Wisconsin, a very difficult way to open up the year. But another Big Ten opener that has already been rescheduled, or at least changed, is the opener between Nebraska and Illinois. They were scheduled to open up the season in Ireland for some reason. Uh, I just can't imagine that the Nebraska-Illinois uh, draw in Ireland is all that big. But again, you know, they were supposed to play in Ireland. That game, uh, as expected, is not going to be happening as currently scheduled. They are still going to play. They're still going to play in that opening week of the season for the both teams. They're just going to play in Champaign, Illinois, rather than in Ireland. Remember, you know, being in the James Franklin era started across the Atlantic Ocean against UCF. It was a really fun game, uh, that opener against Ireland. Notre Dame, of course, has been a regular visitor to uh, Ireland as well for some football games. They did not play in Ireland last year against Navy. Uh, that game was moved to... Annapolis, I believe. Uh, so this is just one of the impacts of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, uh, where travel restrictions, of course, are coming into play. Uh, certainly playing out of country is pretty much off the table for the foreseeable future. And uh, you know, so Nebraska and Illinois, months and months before this becomes a pressing issue, just decided, let's just Let's just put this on paper right now. Let's get this a part of the Big Ten schedule and keep it in uh, the United States. So uh, Nebraska, Illinois, still playing. Of course, they're in the same division, so they were going to play anyway, but they're just going to play their game uh, much closer to home rather than abroad in Ireland. Not totally unexpected. Also not totally unexpected. Elsewhere around the Big Ten, Penn State has not started their spring football practices just yet, but Michigan is scheduled to open their spring practices today. And of course, they do so uh, after Joe Milton has entered the transfer portal. I don't know if there's any, any update on exactly where he's heading right now. Uh, but again, this is the start of another big year, I think, for Jim Harbaugh and Jim Harbaugh critics. Uh, you know, we've been pretty critical of Jim Harbaugh, but I've also uh, complimented him 
for a lot of things that I think kind of get taken for granted at Michigan. But no, there's no mistaking. This is going to be a big year for Michigan and Jim Harbaugh uh, because I do feel like something needs to be proven. Something needs to be proven that Michigan is heading in a direction where they can get over some of the hurdles that they have failed to clear in recent years under Jim Harbaugh. So they will be opening spring practices today. Of course, we'll be keeping tabs on everything that happens around the Big Ten. But outside of the Big Ten, but still within the Big Ten footprint, Notre Dame has paused all of their spring football activities right now due to an ongoing COVID situation. And Notre Dame has been no stranger to shutting things down as far as football is concerned due to COVID-19. Uh, so Notre Dame has reportedly put their spring football practices or spring football activities, I should say, on hold for the meantime. Uh, I guess there was, I don't know exactly the details there, but Again, another COVID situation. Again, this is the fourth time they've had to do this uh, going back to last year. So uh, Notre Dame continues to have some struggles with COVID-19 and the pandemic and you know, the spread and all that stuff. Uh, not surprisingly, this is going to be something that is once again going to be a recurring theme for college football until things are taken much more seriously or take much, taken much more care of. I think as far as this whole pandemic is concerned. So as we see more and more spring practices open up, we'll keep an eye on that because there could be some more pauses in spring football practices, spring football activities, and everything else going on this time of year. Uh, of course, we're hoping that we're going to see some spring football games. But again, that is, should be one of the first things that probably goes to the wayside. You know, Florida has already uh, scrubbed their their spring football game. They're not going to be playing it. Uh, we'll see what happens with Penn State when they get started with their spring practices and whether or not they're going to play a blue-white game. The, the plan is to play a blue-white game this year. But again, if, whether or not that gets played remains to be seen. And I think the idea of having fans at the game is probably still off the table, <laughs> supposing that's going to be the case. But we'll play by year. We'll see what happens. And we'll talk about it as things develop. But that's going to do it for our first episode of the week here on Locked on Nittany Lions. Thank you so much for tuning in and subscribing, rating, and reviewing on your favorite podcasting platform. Again, we are available pretty much wherever you get your podcast. So whatever podcast app you may be listening to today's episode in, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you leave a rating and a review. Let us know what you think about today's episode and what you think about the show in general. Of course, your feedback really does help us build something that you want to continue to come back to and share with your friends and your family. And of course, your fellow Penn State fans. So subscribe, rate and review today really helps us out. You can also stay connected with us on all of our social media platforms on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and on Twitch using the same username of Locked On Nittany. And of course, tomorrow is our Twitter Tuesday episode. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. Send in your questions. Use the hashtag Twitter Tuesday and we'll be guaranteeing that they will be addressed in tomorrow's episode. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Check out my college football content on athlonsports.com. Got some other things in the works too. Can't wait to tell you all about that very soon. And of course, check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Until next time, everybody, let's get our week started on the right foot. Go 1-0 today because you can't go 1-0 this week unless you go 1-0 today. Have a great day, everybody. I'll talk to you guys all tomorrow.